The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. What are we drinking today? So I'm taking you back, way back to the 80s, back to college days. And this is a drink we drank a lot at parties. I mean, like a lot. They always had like at the fraternity parties, garbage can punch, which is just like every alcohol you can imagine with some Hawaiian punch added to it. And then that was what got everyone screwed up. And so in order to know what you were drinking, you would have your own cocktail mix. And this is how crazy it is. We'd literally take these empty gallon water containers and pour the fifth of alcohol in and then pour the rest with whatever mixer it was. And then you had this jug you carried around or put by your feet (laughs) that you would pour into your iced cup every once in a while because you could keep track of your drink because everyone was worried about mollies and all those things during that time. So anyway, this is a derivative of the seven and seven. Typical drink, Seagram 7 with 7-Up, but 7-Up's really boring. It doesn't have much flavor. And to play well with the blended whiskey, because this is Seagram 7 Crown, an American whiskey, not the Canadian version, right? It needs something better. So why not this drink? I'm calling it 7 and Squirt. (laughs) And that's what it is, which is so appropriate. Squirt, like wet, squirt, that's perfect. So basically two ounces of the Seagram 7 Crown in a pint glass with lots of ice, lots of ice, and then top it off with squirt soda. Pretty simple drink. Very simple drink. Tastes like college. Yeah, it it really is. It's not going to be a highbrow drink. It's just going to be a cocktail. It's basically soda Wait, let me just go this quote, quote, cocktail that you would have in college as a poor college student. Totally. This is just like sweet alcohol. It screws you up. Yeah, (laughs) for sure screws you up. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not bad. We're having burgers, so it'll work. It'll work perfect. It'll work perfect. The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Slub USA, the world's strongest, most powerful male masturbator. Visit Slub USA at slub, S-L-U-B-B, USA.com. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder, a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at WeMinder.app. Mm-hmm.
Story of O, Chapter 4, Part 2. Okay. And this is our Part 2 because the chapter is not divided. Right. Well, so now we're in the south of France. Yeah, they're on their little vacation trip. Yeah, and right before this part started, the last section of the previous part, mm -hmm. we're reminded that O was ready to betray Jacqueline to get her to go to Rossi. And she was like proud of that. And she was willing to do that because Jacqueline had sneered at her marks and her... Yeah, had judged uh, her. Had judged her, right? Right. Yeah, which is weird because Jacqueline shamed her in essence, but then still is all there for any kind of mess around well, play. Yeah, well, Jacqueline's a bit of a... She's kind of enigma. a narcissist kind of... Maybe, yeah. She's a bit of an enigma. She's not really... We don't really know a lot about her. Yeah, but she's very self-absorbed. Like pretty self-absorbed. Self yeah, we know that. Yeah. It's all and, about Jacqueline. Yeah. And, you know, O doesn't really care for the south of France. It's her first time there. She's not impressed with the ocean. And the ocean's with, too blue. It's too blue. It doesn't... The seaweed looks like shit when it rolls <laughs> up on the, on the beach. Yeah, it doesn't even smell like the ocean. The it trees keeps, don't look like trees. The waves keep hitting the same spot on the land. and <laughs> On the shore, right? Yeah, it yeah. just really makes her upset. Yeah, so she's pretty much unimpressed with the south of France. Now, she's living... They are all living in Sir Stephen's villa, which is an old farmhouse. And the way it's described is that it's got high walls so the neighbors can't pry. And O's on the second floor with mm -hmm. a balcony. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just a kind of typical country French farmhouse. You know, it's got red tiles. It's got red tiles on the roof and yeah, on the Yeah, linen floor, curtains. Linen very curtains. simple furniture. Yeah, very simple. And we come to understand that there's not much furniture in the room. It's pretty sparse. There's a table. There's a chest of drawers. You know, there's that sort of thing. There's a chair with embroidered pillows. And there's some pillows, or throw pillows. But there's a balcony, and O takes to setting herself on the balcony. To sunbathe. To sunbathe, right. And it's there where she encounters Natalie, who's Jacqueline's little sister, and we learn very quickly, not by any actions, but by the storyteller, that Natalie's pretty enamored with her. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like she's pride and asked Jacqueline all these questions about, oh, because she's seen the marks and things. Right. So Jacqueline, of course, has told her. Wants to be the center of attention and will tell her all the details. All the gory right? details, right. And that. She has an impression that Jacqueline thought if she tells her this stuff, it will kind of scare Natalie and the reality the opposite, it did yeah. the opposite. She's turned on, she's enamored, she wants what O has. And we learned that Natalie's like 15, 16 years old. A so kid. she's at the beginning of her sexual Yeah, journey. she's just a child. Just a child. So, you know, the story continues that Jacqueline goes to O's room and O gives her pleasure with the intention of showing Sir Stephen, who's standing behind the lattice. Mm -hmm. And the lattice is described like a banister, like a stair banister with, you know, vertical rails. But uh, so Stephen's standing there and he's watching, oh, pleasure. Jacqueline. Jacqueline. And, she, you know, she goes after her clit and she brings her to orgasm after orgasm after orgasm. Mm -hmm. You know what that's like. I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah. And then eventually when Jacqueline has been fully satisfied, oh, sends her back to her room and Jacqueline promptly falls asleep. So I was on the balcony and it comes time for Jacqueline and Natalie and Renee, who's been sleeping downstairs, to go out onto the sailboat. Like a, a daily breeze, sail. Because yeah, a breeze comes up and there's a 
little sailboat he's been taking the girls out on. And Renee calls for Jacqueline, and they call for Natalie, and they can't find Natalie. And they're searching for Natalie. And then they they think she might be down by the boat itself. Yeah, I think she's gone ahead, so off they go. But O is aware because she sees Natalie scurrying back to the house, and she bursts into O's room and essentially pleads with O. Well, she essentially says, I thought they'd never leave. They're right. finally gone. I've been like, she's been waiting mm-hmm. this whole time in hiding <laughs> for them to leave so she could come burst in on O. Yeah, she's interested in O at a deeper level. She's in love with her. Infatuated, I would infatuated. say. Yeah. Well, she calls it love, but she's infatuated. She's excited by the possibility of the whippings. And let's give some context because Natalie was back with the mother and the old aunt that crotchy people right. that are i can only imagine i think of these yentas in essence right. with handkerchiefs on their head right bickering back and forth through the day and getting through you know making the soup for the day and whatever and she's existing in that with no sister around because jacqueline's not there anymore right. and so she's trapped in a time warp yeah and i think she's sees this is, this. this is very exciting to her oh this is like otherworldly yeah yeah and the prospect you can imagine a 16 year old girl as she's discovering herself sexually the prospect of being transported into a sexual slave context which she has no idea what that she doesn't really get at the world of it let's just say she has no idea she has no idea right but she thinks she does and she's excited by that prospect so she's begging her Mm-hmm. to take her on take her on you know she even goes even be her say, pet yeah even be her she, pet. she has a conversation like we wouldn't leave your pet behind yeah, right? You your dog, or, right she's <laughs> willing to be anything right and i was like no you're too young you know this is not good please take me to rossi with you, and let's please. correct no. this she's not 16 she's 15 okay everyone wants to say turning 16 because yeah. that's when people think 16 is okay to have sex let's be honest even if the law is like 18 we know most people are like so immature. I mean, they're going to have sex. We get that. But immaturity wise on like knowing what that really means. Yeah. They have no fucking idea. I think no one should be allowed to get married until after 25. I, I think, think that's right. I think they <laughs> absolutely should play the field. There should be a law like you can't get married because at 25, we know the brain starts to solidify. Right, exactly. Like actually turns into an adult. Right, exactly. Where you can make actual decisions for yourself. It's true. Yeah. I think before that, fuck it. It's now, it's just play. Right. Well, the way this section goes is that there's a clear indication that O is Natalie's love interest. Jacqueline's still a bit uninterested, mm-hmm. although she'll accept O's pleasure. Mm-hmm. And O is preparing to deliver her to Sir Stephen, and That's what it dis- sounds like, and displaying her. You know, like there was a there was that moment when she was eating her out. She makes sure to spread her lips lips in the sunbeam that was shining through the curtain, so he could see. So he could see. Yeah. yeah. So she's already like deeply into the subterfuge. It's so interesting because she really thinks she knows what's going on. Right. Meanwhile, consent has been marginal. Mm-hmm. She hasn't known all these things were coming, but yet all of a sudden she feels like she has a handle on it yeah, because she's, she's marked and part of the team. Right. Or that, well, that's at least what she thinks. Right. And so she feels like she's in the know. Mm-hmm. I just don't think she's in the know. I think she's living in a fantasy in her head 
Like she thinks she knows what she's doing. I think this happens with every recruit for Sir Stephen, that the next person recruits the next person. Mm, it's interesting. You know, there's a definite, I don't want to call it enrolling, but there's a definite persuasion that comes from Sir Stephen and Renee that leads her to believe this, right? He tells her he loves her. He whips her every day. He's done things to indicate his love for her by building a space for her at his a place in Paris. He's taking her on a summer vacation. Like there's a lot of, like from her perspective, there's a lot of intention there's a lot around. Of actions. Yeah, there's a lot of intention around, I belong to him, you know. But just this. think about, that's the context she's in, right? Yes. She's thinking, I'm a valued as a slave. Yes. And now just switch the context to Sir Stephen, not trying to make him evil, but just say. Yeah. His context is completely different. Sure. Not even saying, because they don't communicate well, like mm. they just don't. So it's not like they've had this communication and O is just misinterpreting. She's just making shit up because she doesn't have any other information. Right. But let's change the context for Sir Stephen. He's thinking, this is a submissive. I'm going to train her. I'm going to get her well-groomed. I'm going to hand her off to Rossi or right. sell her. And on the way, part of her directive, which is part of her training, and I'm thinking very singularly dominant, is to seduce women that are the next line of defense. You know, the next line that comes in. Of recruits, you mean. Of recruits, I mean. Yes. And Renee does that too, obviously, right? Because he's part of the puzzle. Let's just think about what Renee is. He totally is a submissive to Sir Stephen. Yeah, I agree. He's at Sir Stephen's beck and call, whether he's mentoring, but quite honestly, the way- I don't get that sense. I don't think he's mentoring. Quite honestly, I think Renee is a submissive to Sir Stephen. I just- that's right. I absolutely think that. I think he is allowed access to, like he was to O, to have pleasure at times that Sir Stephen deems appropriate. If we go back to the beginning, when O was at Rossi- it was at Renee's request, and he was telling her he loved her. Oh and yeah, yeah, he, he, her all, all that, that stuff, right? So the whole but thing, that was all allowed by Sir Stephen. No, I get that, but the whole thing that O has participated in has been a, a ruse. It's like, been a ruse. So yeah. this is the thing. So now we know Natalie's all I love you, yeah, O. Yeah. Meanwhile, we know because they didn't come back looking for Natalie. No. Renee and Jacqueline went on the boat. Right. So just think about what Renee's job is to do, is to seduce the next person into Rossi Mm -hmm. for Sir Stephen. This is what, like, Sir Stephen must have, like, this membership that's, like, carte blanche, where he he gets free membership because he brings so many girls in a month. I mean, let's just be honest. This is a fraternal organization. I've actually been at fraternal organizations. Right. Where women weren't allowed, but because right. I was a certain status, I was able to hear some of the dogma that right. they put forth. And it's shocking. So this is like an interesting side note because you're relating Rossi to like a fraternal It is. House. It's a fraternal yeah. organization. For yeah. sure it's fraternal. Because even who is the woman that trained oh, Anne-Marie, Anne-Marie yeah. is not hanging out at Rossi. No. But she does send women to Rossi. Okay, but that I can send people to a fraternal party too. Mm -hmm. The reality is, are they actually present or not? Yeah. She's not. We don't know. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I mean, this is extremely wealthy society that is doing this behind the scenes. I think that's probably true. 
Well, we'll see where the summer. I'm the curious about this whole goes. Natalie thing. I, I think it's a side note. That's you not know why, develop. and so I don't know about yeah. the author, but I'm thinking she's trying to titillate her yeah, her partner. lover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what does that do? Bring an underage person into yeah, the yeah. story? I, yeah, it's I kind right. of like. Eh. Really? Yeah. I don't think Natalie amounts to anything. I but think but think about the author. This is a woman. I have to imagine this woman had stories too, like everyone does. Yeah. I can only imagine she's been with her partner and seen his eye turn at certain people. Oh, I imagine, and yeah. I imagine the stories developed based on what she thinks, what she assumes. His interests are. His interests are. Interesting. Yeah. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Thank you.